Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Ezekiel chapter 30, verses 20 through 26. We're going to talk about Egypt's fall to Babylon. So if I were to ask you what Egypt's relevance is in this story, what would your answer be if you've been following along with us? That's maybe a peculiar question because really this is primarily a story of the people of Judah, God's people, the people of Israel, Jerusalem, being destroyed by Babylon, by Nebuchadnezzar, the Babylonians, the Chaldeans, that's the Babylonian army. And so what does Egypt have anything to do with this? Well, maybe if you remember episode 338, that was when we were in Ezekiel chapter 17. And in 338, there was a parable of two eagles, the greater eagle and the lesser eagle, and a vine and a sprig from the top of a cedar tree. And I'll let you go back and listen to that. That was a few days ago, so you can get the details on that. But the long and short of it was the people who were remaining in Jerusalem were hoping that they could turn to and build an alliance with Egypt to fight off Nebuchadnezzar, the Chaldeans, and the Babylonians. And so they could basically escape this judgment from God by getting clever and by establishing uh, an alliance with Egypt, which was obviously very powerful at that time. But that's not going to happen, and that's because it's not God's will for that to happen. So in order for that potential alliance and that potential help to come from Egypt to be cut off, God's going to allow Babylon to roll over Egypt. And this is a significant historical event. This is about 587 BC, actually the month of April. So right at this time of year. In the 11th year, the first month, the seventh day of the month, the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, I have broken the arm of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And behold, it has not been bound up to heal it by binding with a bandage so that it may become strong and wield a sword. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, behold, I'm against Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and will break his arms, both the strong arm and the one that was broken. And I will make the sword fall from his hand. I will scatter the Egyptians among the nations and disperse them through the countries. And I will strengthen the arms of the king of Babylon and put my sword in his hand. But I will break the arms of Pharaoh and he will groan before him like a man mortally wounded. I will strengthen the arms of the king of Babylon, but the arms of Pharaoh shall fall. Then they shall know that I am the Lord. When I put my sword into the hand of the king of Babylon, and he stretches it out against the land of Egypt, and I will scatter the Egyptians among the nations and disperse them throughout the countries, then they will know that I am the Lord. So, this is real clear stuff. By the way, this is just kind of an elementary thing, but I used to think that there was one Pharaoh, Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and he was one guy, but actually that's the name for, there are many Pharaohs for Egypt. So this isn't the same Pharaoh that we read about in Exodus, which was a long, long time before this. This is a different Pharaoh. His name's Hophra. And Pharaoh and Egypt are going to fall to Babylon because the Lord is going to break Pharaoh's arms. He's going to weaken Pharaoh and weaken Egypt, and he's going to strengthen Babylon, and Babylon will take out Egypt. We've talked about this before, but God is sovereign over the nations. 
He's not just sovereign over things relating directly to his people, the people of Judah or his little corner of the world. God is sovereign over everything. He raises kings up and he sets them down, the Bible says. The, the heart of the king is like water in the hands of the Lord. That's another passage from scripture. And so God is exercising his sovereignty, his control over the geopolitical affairs of the world at this time because he's a big God and he can. He could do this with his hand tied behind his back. This is not hard for him at all. Something else we want to point out from this text. At the very end, it says that when this happens, then the people of Egypt will know that I am the Lord. And this is always a core purpose for everything that God does in all of biblical history. The reason he does what he does is so that people will know that he is the Lord. And actually, he says this way back in Exodus to a different, about a different Pharaoh. This is at the time before the people of Israel who were enslaved in Egypt. This is before God led them out by way of the Red Sea under the leadership of Moses and Aaron. This is even before the first plague. Remember, there were 10, 10 plagues and Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and then a plague would soften his heart, and he'd let him go. Then he'd take him back, and another plague would come all the way to the 10th plague, and he finally let him go. Then he wanted to chase him down, but it was too late. Here's what it says in chapter 7 of of Exodus, verses 3 through 5. But I will harden Pharaoh's heart. And though I multiply my signs and wonders in the land of Egypt, Pharaoh will not listen to you. Then I will lay my hand on Egypt and bring my hosts, my people, the children of Israel, out of the land of Egypt by great acts of judgments, referring to the plagues. The Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I stretch out my hand against Egypt and bring out the people of Israel from among them. So why is he doing this? Why is he doing these 10 plagues? Why is he doing these great acts of judgment? Why is he bringing the Israelites miraculously out of Egypt through the Red Sea? Same thing as Ezekiel, so that they will know that I am the Lord. Same reason that he's allowing Babylon to roll Egypt so that the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. This is very basic to understanding the character of God. The primary reason he does what he does is so that people will know that he is the Lord. That's why David killed Goliath, said, I'm going to kill him, I'm going to strike him down, I'm going to cut off his head, and today they will know that there is a God in Israel. And so God caused that to happen. And today, friends, today, in 2021, God's purpose is still so that men and women may know that he is the Lord. Now, a lot of things have changed since back here in Ezekiel and back then in Exodus because he's gone so far to prove that he is the Lord that he sent his own perfect, holy, righteous son to live the perfect life that we can't live, to pay a penalty, make the perfect sacrifice, and pay the penalty of death for sin that we can't pay. And then rising out of the grave, defeating sin, death, of the power of the devil. He offers anyone in the world to be covered with his righteousness, to have the penalty that they owe God for their sin, death, Mark paid, if they would but put their faith in Christ. And what's amazing, friends, is that never before has more of the world, at least more representatives from more diverse places around the world, known that he is Lord because his gospel marches forward. People, by the power of the Spirit, are surrendering to it each day. I hope that you're one of those people who joins with millions of others around the world who have faith in Christ, are therefore redeemed, forgiven, grafted into his family, and knowledgeable that he is Lord. 
The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.